I'm John Miglosh with the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Not exactly sure if the messaging thingy is working because I haven't gotten any messages. I didn't get any yesterday anyway. Uh, and the style consultant was right here, so that's probably why she, she didn't uh, say hi. But I do appreciate when you say that uh, things are actually working. That does help me quite a bit. And um, so thank you for that. When you do, I rebooted this one. And it looks like that's working, too. Enough of that. Let's get over to the news. News that you probably won't see anywhere else. Or, anyway, might be. Okay, before we go to the deodorant boom, I have a piece that I'm pretty excited about from Andrew Ettinger. And he's a little bit crazy CEO of The Best Postcards at thebestpostcards.com. And let's listen to... Let's listen to Andrew on Facebook. Now, there is some coarse language here. So if you're, you know, under 10 years old or something, you've probably never heard anything like this. So I would consider, you should consider turning off your sound. But there are subtitles. Here we go, Andrew. This is Andrew, CEO of The Best Postcards, and I am here to call bullshit. No, that's a patty. On Facebook. We all know that Facebook garners its advertising by telling you how many estimated people you can hit at a given time. It just so happens that you can hit up to 230 million people with your targeted ad. My God. Yet there's only 170 million active users on Facebook. In the USA. Senior Facebook employees have admitted, including Sheryl Sandberg, that click farms, that bots account for over 30% of all the people who actually click on your ads. There are click farms in India, Brazil, and even in the States just to visit your website to justify the fact that you're paying. It's actually said that out of every 10 people you target, only four of them are receiving your ad. Bull crap. But you're paying for all of them. They also don't remove duplicates. So if somebody goes and views your ad five times, they're charging you five times for it. <laughs> Literally, I have a warehouse that's full of computers that create fake clicks, fake websites, fake views, fake likes, fake comments. I have some stupid 50% of all activity on Facebook is automated. And now we know what's going on with Apple. Apple wants to make it so you have privacy rules so that Facebook can't follow you all around the internet. But now Facebook is saying, we are protecting the small business. We're protecting the small business by allowing them to reach their target market. But Apple's saying, no! You can't just go around and get all information, misinformation, disinformation, health algorithms about people and just share it and steal it from the internet. Oh my God! So Facebook is actually suing Apple about this. In a quote from a high-ranking Facebook executive, it says, we are justifying a bad thing by hiding behind a sympathetic message. We're using small businesses as a shield to justify what we're trying to do. And what we're trying to do is allow ourselves into your most personal aspects of your life without your permission. Bull crap, like that's some stupid This is Andrew, I am here to call bullshit on Facebook. Thought he'd put his logo up at the end. <laughs> this is his logo up here. Anyway, uh, some of this stuff is actually documented public information. 
So uh, I love when Facebook fought their class action suit against them with advertisers coming after them, and especially small businesses. And they said, well, each small business is different. Each ad request is different. So how can we possibly let them all unite as a class action suit? <laughs> yeah, but if you're cheating everybody the same way, just with different <laughs> different uh, endpoint numbers, I think it does make some sense. Anyway, so I thought you'd like that. And uh, that's a good look at digital today. So now let's get over and, and hear about deodorant, right? Where Where is the deodorant? I got to find the deodorant thing. Okay, here it is. Most Americans are prepping for post-COVID world by buying deodorant and toothpaste. And if you didn't buy any of that all along the way, mm, you know, you can't just fix major dental problems with toothpaste. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, but these things are maybe you never did. Maybe you didn't brush your teeth. You know, I brush my teeth just like everybody else on holidays. <laughs> anyway, when masks come off, the deodorant goes on. <laughs> Surging sales in cosmetic and personal hygiene products. People want to look good at under less than six feet. We're talking to strangers again. It's awkward. Luggage sales climbed 400% last quarter at Walmart. Target says apparel sales are up 60%. I have some new pants on. I went and got new pants. I traveled to Texas. I didn't have new luggage, but I did have... Uh... Anyway, so some things are up. Toilet paper and baking products are down, although I'm still baking. But, you know, it doesn't cost much to buy a bag of flour. You can get them for a buck sometimes. Anyway, moving on. Here's an article. You know, yesterday I alluded to the fact that somebody was talking about fully digital and uh, this is the one that I was, that I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't really work it up. But I don't think it's that great an article. Uh, I love that it starts out with, despite signs of digital fatigue, you might think people are sick of digital, but we're going to pound it down your throat even more effectively. Experiential activations weren't suspended. Experiences simply became completely digital. Not for me. I still ride my motorcycle and did a lot of things outside. I read early on that outside was the place you want to be. So I loaded up the truck and I moved to Beverly. Anyway, Shake Shack is expanding these choices because Shake Shack figured out that if nobody can come in the store, we better have options, drive-through options. Okay, now what they want is they want facial recognition. They shifted their efforts to implement digital curbside pickup and capabilities. So I went to Portillo's down in Chicago last week, and I, uh, my, my wife, I think, you know, she grew up in Chicago, so she knows how to order Italian beef and all that with all the fixings and the, and the jardinier peppers and all that. And so she knows how to do that. And uh, I'm going to try typing in my messages and see if that seems to work. She knows how to do that. So she calls up and they said, oh, yes, they have curbside pickup. You can pay for it right now. You can do all this stuff. And we have all this, you know, basically digital options. So I get to the Portillo's and they have no sign like she was told. No, they didn't do any of that. They said curbside is no longer happening. 
you got to order at the window. So I went up, to, I went to the guy to order and he said, sure, just drive up and it's already paid. And there was no order for me at all. It was a mess. So I had to sit there and wait. Uh, I would, it would have been better just to drive up. And what's my point? My point is that you can implement all the digital you want, but you know what? I'd rather go in and talk to somebody and order what I want. You know, I just don't trust all this baloney because about mm, 60% of the time when I do the digital option, it doesn't work. They mess up my order. <laughs> I mean, they mess it up about 40% of the time when I'm there in person. But at least you're there and they know they talk to you. And then when you don't get any fries or whatever it is you ordered, you can say, hey, I didn't get it, this stuff. And they go, oh, sorry, sir. I mean, talking to a waitress, you get, you know, about... 20% of the time, you get something goofy. I'm just saying, the further removed in the buying process you are, the more likely for mishap, right? And no matter what this ad agency guy, Bounteous, no matter what Bounteous wants to pitch to their billion-dollar clients, if you can take an order and get it there and do it right with good food, there's, you know, it's like, doesn't that count for anything? No, it has to be a digital option. I, I'm, I was thinking of going, I was thinking between these two restaurants. One has lousy food, but great digital options. They can recognize my face on the camera and they can, it's like, you know, I order from Domino's every now and then for church meetings and I have their, their number in speed dial, you know, and you know, it doesn't have facial recognition, but they get it there. Right on the way I want it, and it's not that good, but let's go on. I'm ranting again. Okay, so I didn't like that article very much. Here's an interesting article. Price optimization is on the rise where retailers use data from multiple sources to adjust their prices. Okay, makes sense, right? The Amazon effect. Amazon changes millions of prices multiple times a day. Does that make it right? Does that make it relevant? Does that make it profitable? The drive for profits. According to this guy, and who has software, I think, who does this. Always. These are always written by people who have a particular buck to make. Creating a positive customer experience is important, as are hundreds of elements. But a business that isn't profitable won't stay around too long. That's true. Now, I was thinking about, you know, Jack... Jack Miller and I worked together on some projects, and uh, he was a client at Quill Corporation. And he said the big breakthrough for Quill was back in the 70s, we had about 20% price inflation. And so I remember sending out catalogs to my, to my customers, and we had a 20% price increase on all prices. Okay, and we had a stamp like that, and we'd stamp the, the cover or the inside pages, and you'd just say, we're going to charge you 20% more than whatever they said, because we couldn't print them fast enough. And uh, that's one of the issues in direct mail, is if you have huge price inflation, which we're getting all of a sudden, huge price inflation, when you get that, you have, um, you have a problem, you know, printing fast enough and quill was doing like an annual catalog so they were just getting they were just getting margin erosion like crazy from the inflation and so they decided to print a smaller catalog 
every month. And they said, our customers might hate it, but we're going to do it anyway. And I heard Jack tell the story myself. And Jack said that was the big turnaround because what we found was when we put out a catalog once a year, our customers thought of us as a secondary or tertiary. He probably didn't use that word. Uh, third level supplier. But when we were sending them something once a month, um, we were we were there often enough that they thought, well, let's give these guys a try. And all of a sudden, their business exploded. Not only did they keep up with the pricing increase, but they but they dramatically grew their revenue per customer. And um, so pricing can be, you know, can drive interesting issues. Um, according to this guy, optimized pricing typically sees about a 30% increase in revenue. 11% increase in profits. I mean, I go into Kohl's and I bought these pants, like I said, new pants. And every time I go into Kohl's, there's a 50% off sale, it seems like. If you're in Kohl's and it isn't a 50% off sale, you probably should not shop at Kohl's that day. <laughs> and I think it was maybe at least 30 or 40, or my wife had coupons, since she always seems to have coupons. So... Um, What's going on? <clears throat> you might consider the weather, the season, or the trends related to products as it adjusts price. Always ensuring profits are factored into the final price. I'm kind of a price shopper, you know. And toward the end of the article, they even mentioned that uh, they have they have the the algorithm tuned so that from the time you pick it up on the rack to the time you check out, they they don't change the price well no <clears throat> they said no you can do a price check on the item when you pull it off the shelf and then put it in your cart ensuring that the price will stay fixed for you at that moment uh i i, I used to have my kids play a a, a game uh online game called lemonade stand and it every day you had to make some lemonade uh, you had to buy lemons and you had to buy sugar and you had to decide and cups and you had to decide how many lemons to make lemon how much lemonade to make you had to make it before the day started and they gave you a weather forecast and it was you know it's going to be sunny in 90 and at sunny in 90 you could price it any amount you wanted and uh, it was really interesting so you had to take your sales and you had to reinvest in your business and you would, could adjust your pricing every day. It's a fascinating game. And with just those four variables, which are basically the weather, uh, the amount of lemons, the cost of lemons, the cost of sugar, the cost of, uh, of cups, you, you can figure this out and you play it for a couple of weeks and you see who makes the most money. Fantastic game. So I'm not against real-time price adjustment. There just has to be some kind of rational reason. And we sure don't want to be adjusting prices while the customer has gone from picking up the item to, to uh, checking out the item. That would be a bad deal. Also, if it's online, you're going to be checked against Amazon. And maybe they have a sale on, right? Maybe it's Amazon Prime Day or something. Anyway, I worked with uh, Dominic's Finer Foods, and Cub came into the Chicago market, and our agency was tasked with defeating Cub for the first time. Everywhere else Cub came in, uh, they, they, they took market share and put the weakest grocery store chain out of business. So Dominic's was, uh, was 
one cub was there no cub was coming in uh dominic's was there and there was some other one that i forget but anyway <clears throat> so what cub did their strategy was to cut their prices six percent and then everybody was doing in those days newspaper ads and with you know milk prices and eggs and whatever and whatever anybody else did cub would put them up on the wall when you walked in and x out your price your flyer x out your price and put the cub price and it was very effective at selling the idea of uh cub having lower prices they weren't that much lower but on the commodities you know two percent is said to be uh perceivable by the consumer so what dominic's did with our advice was not mine but bob meyer the 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 uh the the uh, owner of the agency Meyer Meyer Advertising R L Meyer Advertising. What Bob suggested was when there's a cub nearby, we need a special strategy. When there's no cub nearby, leave your prices alone. No sense adjusting them, and this is important. You don't have to adjust them for adjustment's sake. Okay, it doesn't make any sense. But there probably is room for adjustment in, and 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 here's where we did it uh in the in the uh in the in the case and then there was an intermediate store where there was some cubs but not really close okay but in the close to cubs what we did was we matched the cub price exactly on the commodity items on the stuff that was in the newspaper so they couldn't put our flyer up we also did ads brand ads big strawberry big piece of broccoli about how we took care of produce how we cared more than cub basically not than cub but how we cared about what we had to sell and so they lowered the commodities to match cub but they actually raised the the condiments and the you know accessory items we'd call them so the a1 sauce went up a little bit to make up for it but the consumer in their heads said well you know Dominic's may be a little more expensive, but they take more care. That's what they saw in the newspaper. And they match them on eggs and milk and cheese or whatever the hell, heck the, the, uh, the, the, the commodity items were. And, and Dominic's was the first chain to defeat Cub, and Cub gave up and closed their stores in Chicago. Pricing is powerful. Pricing is one of the four Ps. And you need to keep it in mind. If you want this article all marked up like this, then go to WDMA.org slash join and subscribe to the WDMA. Every day we post the articles so you can get the full story in the author's own words, not my uh, questionable summarization. And, uh, you know, download it, but it's all marked up for you so you can see the important parts and scan it. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.